G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as you know, in the state of Queensland, they're next in line on the list for voting on euthanasia laws. Euthanasia is already legal in Victoria, in Western Australia and just recently passed the Parliament of South Australia. Queensland will be voting on a euthanasia bill in September. Some insights today from the pro-life campaigner Graham Preston, who leads the organisation called Protect Life. Graham Preston has been jailed six times for his efforts to defend babies at the beginning of life, and he has some deep insights into the way end-of-life issues are unfolding. Graham Preston, welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Graham, Queensland MPs, they're likely to vote on euthanasia in that state in September. Uh, How concerning is that for you? Yes, well, as you said, uh, we're taking life at both ends now. So, uh, yes, it's very disturbing. Every time innocent human life is exposed to danger, we should all be very concerned. And um, here we now have it being uh, the most vulnerable at the end of life, uh, being... uh, made more subject to the possibility of being killed, and uh, yes, very concerning. Graham, you've been primarily a campaigner for beginning of life, uh, but, you know, governments, uh, people, leaders have not stood up for the unborn. Uh, What are your anticipations for standing up for those who are at the end of their life and may not be able to speak on their own behalf of the value of their life? Yes, it is uh, very concerning. I mean, up until... Just of recent years here in Australia, governments had strongly or had resisted pressures to uh, introduce laws to allow the killing of people at the end of life. But uh, in a very quick succession over just the last couple of years, each state, as you mentioned, has gone one after the other. And um, so it is very disturbing that there has been this change of attitude, even though there's been numerous studies over the years into the risks involved with uh, accepting um, euthanasia. They have now just been ignored and uh, pretend that there aren't those dangers anymore and uh, tell themselves, oh, we'll be able to have safeguards. But um, history has shown us through countries like uh, Netherlands and Belgium that those safeguards just um, uh, can't be sustained and uh, very rapidly things get worse and worse. And it appears in Australia the floodgates are open, already having various states having implemented or in the process of implementing euthanasia laws, so Queensland next on the list. You're concerned, Graham, about the way they soften the language to try and make it more palatable for people to accept the idea of killing or suicide. Yes, it's exactly right. In the very... Uh wording of the bill, calling it voluntary assisted dying. Now, that just sounds fairly innocuous, but they've deliberately done that because whenever a person takes poison with the intention of ending their life, they're not just simply dying, they're committing suicide, they're killing themselves. 
And so instead of being honest and saying, you know, voluntary assisted suicide or voluntary assisted killing, they've gone for voluntary assisted dying as if this is almost a natural thing that's occurring. And obviously, though, it's not natural at all. They're deliberately uh, providing poison for a person to take so that they can bring about their death. And in any honest terms, that's committing suicide. And people don't like to think that. They don't want to think, uh, you know, granddad committed suicides, and so they just talk about dying. And uh, I think the dishonesty in just the language that is used is an indication of how people just don't want to face up to the reality of what is involved here. There's a difference between killing and the idea of naturally dying. You say it's a coward's way out by implying that a person simply dies, almost like it is natural. Yes, certainly I think it is a cowardly thing to do. And uh, if they were, to be honest, they would be prepared to call it what it is, a spade is a spade. But uh, instead... They use euphemisms, and that should be indicative to us that there's something going on here that uh, that's not right, because if uh, you weren't afraid to use proper language, uh, you would call it that, but uh, they change the language to try to disguise what is actually being done. Graham, people who know you know you're fearless in the way that you're not afraid to stand on a street corner and hold up a sign, and uh, particularly when it comes to uh, babies at the beginning of life. But you've also held up signs on the street too. One of those that you've held up says, provide palliative care, not poison. Powerful message, truth to it, it's objective. Uh, What sort of reaction do you get on the street when you're holding up a sign like that? Yes, well, uh, it's it's surprising given that survey shows such a high proportion of people think that euthanasia should be acceptable, just what degree of support I've had. So I think, you know, when you put it in those terms that uh, what we're doing when we provide euthanasia is poisoning people, I think it it brings home to people, well, this is, uh, you know, a a terrible thing. Every time poison is used, that's always associated with something bad. And uh, I think it it brings it home to people what is actually going on here. And so, yes, uh, it it has been a considerable amount of support, more than I expected. And uh, now you've mentioned that I would invite others to come and join me. I'll be outside uh, Parliament House in the two sitting weeks leading up to the September vote in late July and late August. And uh, I would invite people to come with me to be out there to let our politicians know that people do not want this to be done or made legal. I'll give a website contact for listeners to be able to connect with you at the end of our conversation here today. I've wanted to talk to you, Graham, because what I've noticed is that suicide seems to be contagious. Uh, one suicide and and then a short time later, another person in the same family or in the same community committing suicide. And it seems to be happening more and more. The idea of suicide being contagious, is that something you've noticed at all? Yes, and I don't think it's just something uh, that we uh, happen to see and imagine it. It's, I think, quite a real effect. That's why very often um, when people have committed suicide in the media, they don't always directly refer to it. They use other terms because of that fact that uh, it can lead uh, to others doing the same thing. And uh, I think that as 
suicide gets normalised through euthanasia, uh, it's likely to result in increased numbers of people committing suicide. Some indication is that in the Netherlands that uh, the increase in suicide is... Uh, the number of suicides has gone up, even though they've made it legal uh, to have uh, medically assisted suicide. Just ordinary suicide has gone up as well, even though you might think it go down would go down now that they have legalised uh, voluntary assisted suicide there. But actually, suicide numbers go up, and I think it is a phenomenon like you're referring to that um, once once it occurs, then uh, it puts in the minds of more people, and more people are likely to do it. Changing laws, changing culture, the idea legalising suicide can only soften general community attitudes and it's what people do when they're facing hardships and days when their mental health is not so strong. Uh, It can't be a good thing. It can only be a bad thing. Is that the case? Well, yes, I think that is ultimately the, the thing that is wrong with euthanasia is, is it's killing. And uh, certainly from a Christian perspective, uh, to, to kill the innocent is always wrong. And uh, that person is an innocent person. What we must do is help them, but not by killing them. And so that's why the emphasis must be given to giving appropriate care to people in those extreme conditions. And the fact is that palliative care workers say that when people come and get appropriate treatment, they stop talking about wanting to die. They appreciate the care they get and uh, their desire to end their lives goes away. And so if we were providing adequate uh, palliative care, then there wouldn't be the demand that, well, even perceived demand because relatively few people uh, seek it. But um, if proper palliative care was provided, then there would be this whole thing would probably go away. But uh, it costs money to do that. It's much cheaper to provide poison. And uh, it's very tempting to governments to go in that direction of just providing the poison instead of the care. As you say, killing people is not helping people. And uh, you did say that you've got a particular demonstration coming up in the two weeks leading up to when this legislation will be voted on in the Queensland Parliament. That's in September. Uh, your invitation for people to join you on the streets. I'm sure that there'll be some who will say, oh, yes, I'm that sort of person who could join Graham on the streets. Others will say, I'd never get on the streets like Graham. Uh, but what, what are you encouraging people to do, whether they're on the streets or not, about making their voice known? Yes, well, there's always the usual things of letting your state member of parliament know that uh, you're opposed to this. And so I would encourage people to do that, to contact them, email or post, and uh, tell them that uh, as your representative, you want them to vote against this. And uh, there's only a couple of days left, but there is time. By the 2nd of July, people can put a submission about the bill. And so if people do make a submission about that, it has to be specifically about the bill, not euthanasia in general. And... Um, some of the aspects of the Queensland Bill are very disturbing in that, just to show how the slippery slope works, in that um, the Victorian Act, which passed a couple of years ago, said that it could only uh, the assisted suicide can only be given to people with six months or less to live. The Queensland one makes it 12 months or less. Uh, in Victoria, they said that uh, the doctor cannot raise the possibility of having assisted suicide with the patient, but in Queensland that is permitted. And so now doctors will be able to go to people and say, well, you know, have you thought about uh, 
committing suicide and ending your life. And uh, for that to be allowable for doctors to go and raise that with um, vulnerable people is quite unbelievable. And so those two points in particular could be raised uh, in your submission about the bill that those things must be removed. And, uh, well, that, yeah, the permission to raise it with uh, patients should not be allowed by doctors. So, yes, if people want to do that, they could go to the Queensland um, government website and just follow the links to uh, committees and uh, they can find the bill there and make their submission. But it's got to be done by the 2nd of July. Okay, so 2nd of July is a deadline there and uh, go to the Queensland Government website. You'll find links where you'll be able to make a submission there. For those who want to connect with you, Graham, those who are courageous enough to say, I think I could stand on the street alongside Graham, uh, gives me a, an appropriate sign to hold up with him or just stand there in solidarity, uh, connecting with you at protect-life.info. Uh, people have stood on the streets with you before and not everybody has a negative experience. Sometimes it's a very empowering experience, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, yes, and uh, it is. It's encouraging at times. I mean, that's not to say you, you can never know in advance what, what happened, but uh, at the same time, I wouldn't let people be deterred. I've been doing it for many years and um, have survived everything that's happened, so um, uh, it can be challenging, but at the same time, it is very important that people be prepared to go out into the community and say to the community, no, this is wrong, we must not go down this track. Because if we don't, people can say, oh, everyone thinks it's okay, there's no issues here. They can't be allowed to think that. We must go out and speak up for the defenceless. You're a champion for Christian faith and standing for a pro-life issue because we're made in the image and likeness of God. And Graham Preston, uh, you're an inspiration. You've been jailed six times for your stance on pro-life issues and uh, you're not rolling over here. You're expecting to be on the streets in the two weeks in the lead-up to the vote that will happen in Queensland in September. For those listeners who want to connect with Graham, protect-life.info is where you'll find the website, protect-life.info. Graham Preston, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for sharing those with us today on 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.